Okay, with Pamela Perry Goulart, uh, we've collaborated a lot. I think we've done six script movies with you uh, today, correct? I would say definitely six, possibly seven. Because possibly seven? Some, In the, you know, we did some uh, first 10 pages and first three pages. So we did Underwater Hazards and we did, uh, which was the... Uh, on um, the environment and we did the ring mistress which i think was the first 10 pages and mm -hmm. yeah which i love that like you did a great job do you do the do you select the imagery uh i uh, something yeah, i kind of collaborate with the with the ed editor and we kind of like try to find the best uh kind of tone i guess it's about tone right for the for the for the for the story on hand well um you know, I, I was going to say, I I originally, I was like trained as a set designer for uh, like for plays. That was like my, when I was my original, uh, when I first started out, I worked, you know, as an usherette um, in the Broadway theaters. And um, my instructor was actually the set designer for the Deer Hunter and for the TV show Dallas. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So for the first, like, a big part of my life, I I watched films. I, I would watch the background. Like, I, I would like watch the production the design, the art direction. Forward. And, um, you know, I, I and then I wanted to maybe be a film, you know, film, uh, actually be a film maker you know shoot the movie and one of the things that i learned was you know like that the background is um is what really keeps the audience engaged and you do that through the long shot the medium shot and you know the close-up and also um you know using metaphors so in um i, I wanted to mention this because in the script movie that you did, Custer's Last Stand. I mean, I love all of the imagery. The, it just blows me away at like how profoundly right on that the, the images are. But for instance, there was a, a a character named Bloody Knife, and he was one of the scouts for Custer. Mm -hmm. You introduce him, he has a great very powerful, uh, charismatic image on the screen. But then um, at the end of the movie, uh, she is in, you know, she fights at Little Bighorn and then she has an altercation with, um, with an Indian and it's her or him. And so she stabs him with a knife and then you see the bloody knife. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, on the, you know, on the screen. And I thought that was, you know, it, it's just like a lot of subtle ways that you do the imagery that to me makes the script movie so successful. And, um, you know, also a lot of the image, uh, a lot of what we've done together has been, um, well, we did Westerns. We did two, we did, uh, Custer's Last Stand, and now we've done um, uh, Starcrossed. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the backgrounds of the West are uh, are chilling. Like, they're 
they're so beautiful. I, I forget the name of the filmmaker right now that uh, is known for just gorgeous films. Like his the structure of, of his films are really beauty. I'm trying to think of um, who it is, but like he, you know, he's 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 done some profound work, and like that's what I just thought also is that the 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 job that you do stitching together the story is the star crossed is about uh well bill hickok and calamity jane right they actually had a love affair i didn't know that i thought they were just friends i know i mean you know the thing is that's really funny is that um i really do enjoy historical stories and like what happens is that um you know, you just read everything that you can, you know, if there's any uh, biographies about them. But the great thing about the West is that there's newspaper articles. So, um, you know, you can get a hold of the the dime novels that yeah. uh, fantasized. Uh, they're, they're a little bit kind of like uh, sensationalized or propaganda, I guess. <laughs> they're but the thing that's fun is that you get um even though they don't spell very well in the newspaper the words that they use are uh, really descriptive and and also you you uh when i do a historical a script you know i just study everything i look up everything like you look up like what were the curse words that they used at that yeah. time? And that's how, like, uh, like when Wild Bill Hickok says, um, Custer doesn't give a G's wax. So you get these sort of, like, very subtle, yeah. um, you know, indications of a different time that I think are funny. The, the fellow, whoever played um, Wild Bill was better than any Wild Bill I've ever first scene you know his dialect and his tone um it, it was uh it was very exciting for me and um you know i do uh i do love the story you know the i it's the custer's last stand because a lot of people don't even know that she was a scout in the um and that she really did work for custer as yeah. a scout and that she really was at Little Bighorn, because I think partly because she was a a woman, and you know, like in the in this in the script movie, you know, it's very clear that it was against the law. You know, it was against the law to yeah. have a woman. Because I I watched Dead. Did you, ever, did you ever watch the show Deadwood? Yeah, and that really upset me because. It wasn't authentic to me. Like I, oh, had, really? when they when they came out with Deadwood, you know, I I was in the middle of researching because these stories come from a, a feature of yeah. Calamity Jane, Queen of Spades, that um, actually the feature got two eight point five ratings on the blacklist, but they did say that they wanted me to rework the structure of the story. And sometimes when you get feedback. You just need to sit with it. You can't like react to it right away. Yeah, but... sure. And then like I realized with this, because and everyone, everyone's favorite 
uh, scenes from Calamity Jane, Queen of Spades, were they just like they just flipped over the uh, battle at Little Bighorn, that whole section where yeah. she out they loved and so for me if I do you know I'm planning on changing the feature I probably will start with that as opposed to doing like this is her when she's 10 and this sure. is her or you can go flashbacks but that's where the so, big yeah and like almost think, like uh it's almost like saving private Ryan you start with the big war right exactly you bring because, a splash because uh, when I, and when I saw the script movie for Custer's uh, last plan that you did, I just said, yeah, this is got to be the beginning of the story. So, um, and and then I, and I agree that I started thinking, yeah, it should be maybe some voiceover because I take her all, I take her and the family across the Oregon Trail mm -hmm. where she, um, she loses both of her parents and she's left the oldest of all these children. And that's how she, had to go out and work and you know it's 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 a great story of of like a real person but the most successful script movie that we've had so far is um dark, Reality. dark realities yeah and uh that it's just very very thrilling because i think we have um even on imd uh b festivals we probably yeah. have 20 at least that uh that are award winners so it's it's people seem to really like it and one thing that i really appreciate is that you sort of did a little trailer uh follow-up for for that yeah. which um which into it's uh you introduce it with the location and the one of the key uh, components of that script was that it would be a single location but it happens to be a library and like you got you put all, all these like uh, classical library shots in to yeah. sort of um you know show that it's it's like a revered place it's very elegant with the marble and the inlaid tile work on the floors and all the books and the rare books and then you um and then you switch to the audience feedback. And one of the most rewarding things for me was the audience feedback because um first of all, I was thrilled to see that, you know, that was the audience that I was aiming for, you know, sort of um, you know, kind of like young and into you know, intellectual people that were interested in really storytelling yeah. and uh you know not just uh watching it by chance but they were people that were familiar with Edgar Allan Poe and um and and really appreciated the fact that I was a fan <laughs> of Edgar Allan Poe and um you know that came through in the script and I think that the paranormal aspect uh, came through in the script movie and you know they were they were just very um you know very positive and those were the people that I would that I was hoping would be positive so it was uh very rewarding for me and also I got to use that I I got an opportunity I got like a free um 
we won, we won uh, in Vegas awards, the Vegas yeah. awards, uh, Dark Realities won. And um, I, we got a free press release with that on EIN press wire release. So I was in a, I was in a, I was able to include that little um, trailer that you made with the, with the feedback, which I thought was really great. So, you know, nothing's really come of it so far, but it was like sent out. It was really exciting. Yeah. Well, that's sort of what we try to do is like the, 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 the art of the, the script movies is the kind of like kind of like a, either it's a if it's a version of a feature like have a proof of concept or kind of showcase your kind of writing talent so it's like that's the center of the of the design is to make sure that there, there's a proof of concept for the individual like your your writing talent so hopefully we accomplish that absolutely I mean I think that um, we maybe look better than I really am. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, and now, like, I just feel like, um, you know, as a writer to be able to, you know, because you're trying to write visuals, you know, you're, 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 you're not, you're trying to include character and emotion, and, yeah. you know, surprises and twists and make it, uh, you know, full of conflict and, and excitement, but you're also trying to make it so that people could see what you're what you're trying to say you know yeah. and i think that um the script movies have just really helped my writing they've helped they've given me a lot of confidence also because i'm like wow you know like someone sees this and does almost a better job than i could do portraying it visually so uh i think i think they're just fantastic and i'm you know, I'm sort of excited to promote them, really proud to be involved, you know, that you like my work. I appreciate that. And um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a very positive and I think it's a very, um, I think it's the future. I really do. You know, like I think that query letters and approaching people by email um, is a send uh, you know, it's like sort of left over from the 1800s of write, you know, novels. Yeah. You know, they were they had to write a query letter, and that you know, and that was the way it was done. Um, but this is a different industry, really. I mean, it's still storytelling, but I think the script movie moves the query letter into a very powerful, like dynamic. You know, it, it, who wouldn't rather? watch it and um you know and get a real flavor for um you know for what i'm trying what the movie is is really about so, yeah. so let's think, talk about your origin story so you said you kind of teased that you did some art direction but so you're you're obviously a, a pretty pretty prodigious writer these days you can kind of like doing how you have so many scripts on the hand so what wouldn't you how did you get into the into the writing uh, industry, like what, what, what's your kind of beginnings? Well, like I said, I, um, I wanted to be a set designer for, uh, you know, for stage plays and things like that. So I started out like reading all of the great playwrights and, um, 
And and what was really amazing to me, uh, my favorite playwright is George Bernard Shaw. And um, so I read all, you know, all of his plays and, uh, you know, I, I will, I, I'm, I'm not saying this uh, to, to brag or anything, but I did work at the Palace Theater on Broadway and, and I was the personal assistant to uh, Judy Garland. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was an amazing experience. And I can't say enough about how wonderful she was and what an authentic and really compassionate down to earth person. But um, so sometimes, you know, like she, she knew that I liked George Bernard Shaw. I had a book because I lived at the St. Moritz Hotel with her and the kids and everything. And so sometimes like the the odd thing about it is that, you know, they had a, a we had a separate suite, but they ha but her suite had a big grand piano in it. And they would always be singing and they would sing the songs from My Fair Lady, which um, unfortunately for George Bernard Shaw, like when Disney got a hold of the the story, they turned it into like this sort of musical. And he was heartbroken because George Bernard Shaw, like the early right, all the early writers are influenced by philosophers and like their ideas, they, you know, they attach themselves to a philosopher that they feel they understand. And then that they are the go-between between the philosopher mm -hmm. and the street. And the idea is to get the ideas of the philosopher to the street. That's what Shakespeare did. And, you know, like, because one of the reasons why Shakespeare was so popular was because the people could pay a penny you know, and they had to sit in what's called paradise, which is like way back. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last row of the theater. Um, and there's a great film called Children of the Paradise. Uh, it's one. It's probably the best French film ever made. But anyway, so I was influenced by George Bernard Shaw. And he said um, he was so heartbroken when his film was sort of made into, he felt it was made into a cartoon. Yeah. But then he realized like anything that filtered through was meaningful. And though, although they made his film into, you know, a, a sort of like a silly musical, which yeah. was his opinion, there were, I, you know, there were concepts about what, um, he was influenced by, by Nietzsche. And he felt that some of the ideas filtered and made it into the story and that, that so that it was a success after all. So anyway, he was he was my big inspiration and <clears throat> he has been throughout my whole life. And um, and so I was not allowed to join the union. I didn't know I studied to be a set designer and then um, women were not allowed in the union in New York at the time. And this was the 1960s? Yeah, 70s. Isn't it? So, but you, you, Julie Garland, you said you, you were like, that was 67? That, uh, when no, she no, 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 that was, you know, um, I think it was more like 69, maybe I was with. Well, she died in 69, right? Um. 
So I was with her right before she went to England. I went, I went to, to I got like into college and, um, you know, I was very young. I started working in the theater when I was 15. <laughs> yeah. Doing, you know, and um, so, yeah, like in the, in the late sixties, the early seventies, women were not allowed to be in the union. I think the first woman that got in was the woman that did the Lion King or something. Okay. But and now it's, of course, it's like changed. But so what happened was I um, became a designer and a photographer. I think I told you that I won the Life magazine uh, photography contest. So I worked as a, I went to LA, I worked as a, a photographer for some of the big modeling agencies doing headshots for actors and singers. And um, I was really the person that was like behind the camera. And, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know, like I, uh, one day I just, I've always, I've kept a journal all my life. It's one of the requirements of an art, an art student is that yeah. you have a journal. And so it's like, it just makes it a habit and so you just rely on it and and so I've always written and then I um see the first script that I ever wrote um was called Crossfire and that's how I felt at the time I don't know if you know the Stevie Ray Vaughan song Caught in the Crossfire but uh (laughs) And so that was the life I was living at that time. And so I just ended up writing a not very good script about it about 15 years ago. Then I studied it and I took a lot of classes and uh, got a master's from Screenwriting New, which was really good. Uh, and um, you've, you know, had you, quite, you've had quite the career, quite the life. Uh, I've had, yeah. uh, the, a, a, you know, it's, it's I'm very, very lucky and I'm really grateful and uh, I met some amazing people that, um, you know, we were always professionally involved. And I and I, I, I managed to, you know, like with Judy Garland, um, you know, we we connected over George Bernard Shaw and the fact that I like to write, you know, read his story sometimes. Uh, I would have to read her to sleep at night and I would read his plays. Um, yeah. You know, it's stuff like that. So it's, uh, I, ha- I have had a very, very, very fortunate long career. And, um, but the screenwriting also, I think, um, you know, like I'm, I, I, and everything I do, like I'm very lucky. I'm very passionate. And so, like, if I, like, I fell madly in love with, with uh, Poe, and I wanted to read everything about him and yeah. his whole life story and this, and, and I read the newspaper articles. And, and so uh, I think that's, like, the artist part of me. And Yeah, because, well, that's dark realities, right? Like, it's like, a, it's, it could be a great movie, like, because it's. It's really one location, fantasy elements, Edgar Allan Poe, Poe from Back from the Dead, 
Yeah, it's, I'm really I'm working on putting together a feature now because yeah, it like, could de definitely be an amazing feature film. Yeah, like I, I mean, it's it's like easy, like that's like the thing is that I started doing a lot of short stories that, like in my mind, I had the beats, you know, the beats for a feature, and like, it was easy for me to just turn it into a short story with having the 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 layout for a feature in the background, so that if it proved you know that it would could fly then i would turn it into a feature yeah so that's that's uh what my plan is right now for dark realities because it's and and you know it's it is a lucky <laughs> lucky concept which really um i was really searching to do a story self-contained because COVID was sort of demanding that and the yeah. money situation and everything changed. And, um, you know, when I thought about the library, then I just said it was like an aha moment. And yeah. I, but I really appreciate, you know, the fact of, you know, you, because the first thing that you ever uh, responded to was uh, underwater hazards. Yeah. And, and and uh, so I really, you know, I really appreciate that you um, noticed my writing and felt it was uh, had potential. So thank you. Yeah, and it's been a really interesting relationship uh, <laughs> to date. Like it's like I'm really you really uh, took the ball of what we did and ran with it with with the festival awards and the screenings and uh, yeah, it's it's quite it's a quite uh, you're very ambitious. Like in terms of like you're a great writer. But you have your flyingcloudstudio.com. Um, we'll have a link on the podcast. Like you're very, uh, you kind of showcase your talent. You don't, you don't just stand down and just write. You're kind of, you're a promoter as well of your writing. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's probably sixty percent of the job. Sixty percent of the job. Okay. Is is selling? Is is marketing? And um, I, I don't know how much time we have, but like I had a brief brief period in my life most of my life I supported myself with my work but I had a brief period where I had to sell furniture at yeah. a high a very high end and you only made your living through commission commission yeah and so the the big secret of selling is to ask for the sale <laughs> Most people are like afraid to, you know, they're not proactive. Like I'm, I'm talk. If I, if you come into the store and I'm talking to you, yeah, I want to sell you something. And so I enjoy selling. I enjoy the marketing process. And I, you know, I know that it takes time, but um, it's, it's really, it's really fun. I wish everyone could, could learn how to be a good salesman. You know, you have to be honest. You can't cheat people because that will sh show up very quickly. Eventually, it'll eventually catch up to you. Yeah, you know. So it That's really amazing what you just said. Like, it's a good good line where, like, just ask. People yeah. sometimes are afraid to ask, right? It's so simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Pamela, I could talk to you. Like, well, we should talk again because uh, we didn't get, we just scratched the surface, but this is kind of like a teaser podcast. Like, we can, we can have another one later on and kind of, get specific about about a certain story because because the problem right now is that you have so many great stories and we've done so much but we can't we i think we should do another podcast where we kind of like get into the weeds of a certain story of yours maybe dark realities since it's the most popular so 
That sounds great. I, I would always be happy to talk about dark realities. Yeah. Let's do that then. Let's do that like next month or okay. something. Like that. Thanks. It was great to see yeah. you. And, uh, you. you know, I have a lot of admiration and respect for you and all your hard work and your great ideas. I know it's going to pay off. So, you know, congratulations in advance. Thank you so much. Well, you're you're fantastic. So well, let's talk again soon. Okay. Thanks. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hassenbeck Incorporated. We're going to do it. Give us any chance, we'll take